Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CSEP podcast, episode five. My name is Lauren Jenkinson, and I'll be your host as we discuss mentorship in the field of exercise science over this first series of episodes. My guest today is Fabian Rain, a CSEP CEP and a successful business owner. If you went back and listened to episode two, my guest Justin brought some insight on his career path that unexpectedly led him towards entrepreneurship. This episode is different because Fabian's story is quite different from Justin's, as you'll hear him tell me that he always knew he wanted to have a business of his own. Fabian is also an instructor at the Humber Institute of Technology and Advanced Learning, which is where I first met him during my postgraduate diploma program. Something I've always respected in Fabian is that he's got such a self-assuredness about him, um, very charismatic, very confident, and I find that all these things are infectious. So if you've been weighing the pros and cons of starting your own business, I hope that he may provide the encouragement you need to take that first step. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed picking his brain. Fabian Rain, uh, CSEP CEP, our kin with the College of Kinesiology, and we are sitting in his clinic in Markham, which is called Fab Your Life, Inc. Um, but I will let him do some explaining on why we're here. So Fabian, can you just kind of give me a little walkthrough of your history and how you got where you are? Sure. Uh, well, as, uh, as mentioned, I'm a registered kinesiologist. I'm also uh, a CEP with CSEP. And um, I, I own this uh, this clinic. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Fab Your Life. It's mm-hmm. multi it's a multidisciplinary clinic, mm-hmm. and we basically uh, it's kinesiology based, but we also have other uh, practitioners here. Mm-hmm. So we, in addition to kinesiology, we have uh, physiotherapists, uh, registered massage therapists, athletic therapy. Um, and we do have a chiropractor that comes in once and again, but um, mostly try to focus around uh, you know those uh, four services: kinesiology, massage. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, athletic therapy and physio. Right. Um, yeah, I've been doing this for quite some time. Graduated from Western and wanted to open a business. To yeah. be very honest with okay. you, so I graduated mm-hmm. and I opened a business. Right. Okay. <laughs> very very targeted uh, yeah. focus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So when you were in your undergrad, then you always had the idea that you knew you wanted to have for a sure. Business. Okay. For sure. I would go to uh, my academic advisor mm-hmm. or guidance counselor or whatever you want to uh, call mm-hmm. her. Her mm-hmm. name was Tova, mm-hmm. and she was super supportive of me. I would literally go see her every week. Amazing. You know, Tova, I have this idea. What do you think? Right. I have this idea. What do you think? Okay. And she was always supportive. Yeah. And uh, saying, you know, you should do it. You should go for it. Okay. And honestly, her words of encouragement mm-hmm. uh, just kind of really pushed me over that that the edge and right. said, you know, I'm going to do this yeah um obviously i didn't start with uh you know this place like with overhead and all <laughs> right. that sort of stuff yeah. right away yeah. Yeah. i just kind of started small and actually mm-hmm. my dad's basement okay, okay. and mm-hmm. as the business grew mm-hmm. um i had to kind of i had to get out right because there were just cars in front and people were probably wondering <laughs> what was happening every day there were just so many cars yeah so no i ended up in markham because mm-hmm. uh, uh, my my dad's house is in Pickering, okay. Mm-hmm. But I rented space in Thornhill at another oh, clinic, okay. yeah. And I would have clients at both centers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the midpoint in between the two was Markham. Was Markham. So I literally okay. just kind of drew a line, right. found the midpoint, <laughs> and Markham was, was it. Yeah. yeah. So okay. eight years, no, ten, eleven years later. <laughs> Time uh, flies. Yeah, eleven years later. Yeah, <laughs> we we moved in here mm-hmm. in uh, two thousand eight. Okay. Two thousand eight, okay. and yeah. uh, it's been it's been a blast ever since. 
friends. That's awesome. So when you started, as you said, you were in your father's basement. So at that yeah. point, I assume you were sole practitioner, like you were running the business and it was you as the clinician. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was the the dominant person in okay. terms of the primary, primary person delivering mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew mm-hmm. actually as I was in school, mm-hmm. I wanted it to be multidisciplinary. Okay. I knew that right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had friends also that studied kin mm-hmm. uh, at Western mm-hmm. with me. Um, who went into physio. Mm-hmm. I had another friend that um, was a chiropractor who I went to high school with. Okay. And I literally used my network <laughs> yeah. and created a little team. Okay. Um, so my, my, my team was basically, you know, Scott mm-hmm. uh, Dunham, actually. He's a he's an administrator at uh, CCMH right now. Okay. Um, he was my chiropractor, right. first one. Yeah. Uh, Oren, um, he played, we played rugby together. Yeah, okay. We went to school yeah. together. Yeah. And uh, he was my physio, okay. and I had an RMT that I literally met as she was studying. Oh I was goodness. down at Sutherland Chan, yeah. and we, you know, she was really good. Yes. And I said, once you graduate, if you're serious about this, yeah. let's connect, and Amazing. we connected. So okay. yeah. it's one of those things. I, I knew I wanted it to be holistic mm-hmm. in nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just be able to provide people with a one-stop shop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. And I think, you know, something you said just reminds me, never underestimate the network that yeah. you encounter in any stage of life, right? Yeah. So obviously your first two were friends, but colleagues at yeah. school yeah. Um, or peers, I guess. And, yeah. then, and then the other, the massage. Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. awesome. So when I was thinking about, you know, your interdisciplinary clinic, yeah. um, I'm curious if there's ever been any you know, any fuss with kind of keeping people in their lanes or do you work really well as a group? You know, that's, that, that's a great question, Lauren. Um, <laughs> that's a great question. I think understanding your role is really important and that comes back to your scope of practice. Um, as you know, scope of practice overlaps. Yes. So there can be, um, I don't want to call it uh, silos or mm. there can be issues that could arise. Right. But I think once we understand, okay, this is kind of uh, my role within the team Mm -hmm. and this is how we're going to function. And once everyone kind of completes their role, Mm -hmm. um, when we bring it together, generally Mm -hmm. you're providing the client with the best care. Right, right. Uh, So here uh, we do have defined roles Mm -hmm. uh, here. Um, but we also work together, as you said, as a team mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where we meet regularly and mm-hmm. discuss cases okay. and figure out what's the best way to go about it. Yeah. And um, as you know, as you practice, mm-hmm. you you get better at mm-hmm, what you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I would say at my clinic, per se, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I'm the owner. Yes. So generally, you know, <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty, pretty easy going. Okay. Um, uh, there, I wouldn't say there's any conflicts. The RMT works, you know, specifically in that, uh, uh, role and the kins kind of work in the kind of practical exercise prescription, Mm -hmm. uh, rehab type role. Mm -hmm. Then the physio along with, uh, assessments will Mm -hmm. do some exercise, Mm -hmm. but you know, the actual ongoing programs is kind Mm -hmm. of executed, executed by the kins. Um, but at the end of the day, we work together mm-hmm. as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. And so I think, you know, it's nice to have multiple disciplines because people may see it from just a slightly different perspective, yeah. obviously with the overarching um, scopes. Yeah. So for you as a business owner, yeah. um, are you still doing clinical practicing as well here? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, I do. I don't do it as much as before. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just because... I I have other kins yes, and yeah. I need to focus on, you know, the business mm-hmm, aspect mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. behind the scenes, mm-hmm. making sure people are walking through the doors, mm-hmm. making sure we're promoting and marketing ourselves mm-hmm. in a in a in a positive good way. Yeah, yeah. Um and just kind of doing the 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 business stuff, uh, mm-hmm. day-to-day uh stuff. So I would say um 
I still see, you know, a few clients here mm-hmm. or there, mm-hmm. but um, I try to make sure that I'm really pushing all mm-hmm. the other uh, professionals that mm-hmm. work here and making sure that they're busy yes. uh, as yeah. opposed to me, you know, trying to market myself per se as yeah. the, you know, the primary uh, uh, caregiver. Right, right. Yeah. The best you can get. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as the clinician, obviously yes. I can imagine that in that circumstance, keeping your, keeping your certifications, um, you know, up to date and relevant would be very important. Yes. From a business owner perspective, do you see um, value in your certifications as the business owner and in the certifications of your staff? Do you think that that um, adds value to the clientele that come in? Is that what they seek out? A hundred percent. I mean, I think clients, patients, they want to know who they're seeing, they're competent in what they're doing mm-hmm. and, uh, they're regulated professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, along with having my CEP, I'm also an Arkin, mm-hmm. as you know, I believe mm-hmm. you are too. Well, yep. I know you are. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, being a regulated health professional brings along a lot more autonomy in yes. terms of your work mm-hmm. and, uh, just basically uh, the public kind of sees you slightly differently Mm -hmm. as a health professional. Mm -hmm. Um, You mentioned something earlier in your question. I want to make sure I I got it Mm -hmm. um, about being the business owner. Uh, I wish I could just record it. Uh, If you were, we can go back, but I I know, as I said, as a business owner, so if you, if theoretically, if you were not treating patients anymore, do you think that you would maintain your certifications as a business owner? Okay. So, Absolutely, 100% mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And although I own a business, mm-hmm. I also teach. True. Yes. So because I mm-hmm. teach, mm-hmm. Um, I really do have to be up to date mm-hmm. with m- the most current evidence based practice. Right. Uh, yeah. That's just, that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, don't get me wrong, I still see people. <laughs> yes. I just don't see them as often. Right. But I also see hundreds of students yes. every semester. <laughs> yeah. So um, when I when I'm working with you know students in the mm-hmm. classroom mm-hmm. or in lab settings, mm-hmm. uh, really uh, I'm trying to bring again the most up to date uh, mm-hmm. uh, evidence based best practices mm-hmm. to the classroom. Mm-hmm. So I think it yes it definitely is essential right. to to be current in terms of if you want to call it certifications yeah. or just whatever research is yeah professional mm-hmm. developments mm-hmm. is out there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I mean that's completely the. On top of the business owner piece, you are yeah. also a professor um, at Humber College's Exercise Science and Lifestyle Management postgrad program. Yes. You are also a coach of the men's rugby team there. <laughs> so thinking about people who may be interested in yeah. uh, in running a business and potentially being in multiple patient uh, multiple places wearing different hats, yeah. um, have you found any or any tips or tricks to sort of maintain somewhat? of a healthy work-life balance? How do you keep yourself wow. active within this? Wow. Uh... <laughs> that is the magic question. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we talk about work-life balance a lot. Yes. Uh, we try to go about and, and, and have work-life balance, mm-hmm. but yes, it is difficult. Right. Um, I, I do have a young family. I have mm-hmm. two, two young daughters, mm-hmm. three and five, mm-hmm. and it is a challenge. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and try and no. paint this perfect picture for I you. I prefer for you to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to be authentic <laughs> mm-hmm. and be uh, be myself and be mm-hmm. true to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I try to exercise first thing in the morning. Okay. Uh, I, so I take my kids to, to daycare. Mm-hmm. I, I try to exercise right away because mm-hmm. as the day progresses, it just gets busier. For sure. Yeah. So um, uh, with that that being said, mm-hmm. I. Um, <laughs> the different hats can be challenging. I'm yes. not going to lie to you, yeah. but I, I enjoy it. Yes. You know, I'm yeah. not one of those people that want to sit in an office mm-hmm. from nine to five. Mm-hmm. I, I know that about mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I've never been that person. Right. 
so I like the the challenge of you know owning a business. Mm-hmm. I like the challenge of you know teaching at mm-hmm. the, at the college level, mm-hmm. uh, and I like the challenge of coaching. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when we look at you know you know kinesiology as yes. a whole, yeah. uh, it really encompasses yes. all those aspects. Yes. You know, yeah. in terms of coaching and mm-hmm. teaching and learning mm-hmm. and you know cl- clinical work. So mm-hmm. I feel like. I actually get to utilize so many areas yeah. of my degree yeah. and the CEP is another area that is just, you know, prominent in, in the work that I do. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I look at it as, mm-hmm. as fun, right? You yeah. know, I know I'm going to work, I'm getting paid for it, yes. but it's fun. Right. Like I, I enjoy my day. I yeah. get up yeah. and I'm excited yeah. to, to go about my day. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of an ideal circumstance yeah. with, with the work. Of course it's, it's yeah. time and everything else, yeah. but I think that it, it is a bit of a common thread amongst exercise professionals that typically we, we like to be active ourselves. Yes. And I've always found that when I had multiple jobs or even, you know, a research job and a clinical job within the same, under the same building, yeah. it does, it keeps you a little bit more entertained yes, in a way, yes. you know, getting to shift gears. Yeah. So yeah. you never get bored. Exactly. You know, yeah, and yeah. what I like all most, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say most, but mm-hmm. what adds that nice diverse uh, aspect mm-hmm. to it is, mm-hmm. is meeting new students each year. Right. Cause yeah. everyone has a different need. Uh, everyone has different experiences. Mm-hmm. Everyone has different motivations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even from your group to this mm-hmm. current year's current group, mm-hmm. like it's, I wouldn't say there's a world of difference, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there are slight nuances within right. the group that, just kind of I learn from yes, you know and yeah. I always tell students that all the time like I learn from you just hopefully as much as you learn from me right, so yeah. and I don't know if they think I'm just making stuff up but <laughs> I I truly believe that yeah, you know yeah. and uh, it's it's super rewarding mm-hmm. when you see students move on and mm-hmm. achieve their goals mm-hmm. and like like yourself working mm-hmm. at the hospital mm-hmm. and and just doing fun stuff like yeah. that I get I get great satisfaction from yeah, that yeah yeah and I think that is one of the nice things about a mentorship relationship is oftentimes it can be reciprocal in nature yeah which is which is one of the nice parts about it yeah yeah so when it came to um starting your business if you're have you had students who are interested in starting their own business come to you for guidance yes i have i have what do you typically Uh, say to them (laughs) i tell them straight up it's Mm -hmm. not easy yes Mm -hmm. uh if this is something you really want to pursue it's Mm -hmm. extremely rewarding Mm -hmm. um but it's it's hard work Mm -hmm. um don't expect to make huge amounts of money right away. Yes, it's yeah. going to take time to mm-hmm. kind of develop mm-hmm. and uh, and ground yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's something that you can shape however you want to. Mm-hmm. What you put mm-hmm. in is what you're really going to get out mm-hmm. of it. So um, don't be naive thinking, you know, you're going to start this business, you're going to make thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that can happen. And you right. might be that person that, <laughs> that, you know, happens right away. Uh-huh. But it does take time to kind of solidify yourself mm-hmm. and kind of find your little niche in, mm-hmm. in that market. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it, it's competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, when I started, I knew I wanted to be kind of, at the time I was a sole proprietor, now mm-hmm. it's a corporation. Okay. But I knew I didn't want partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to kind of, um, if I made a mistake, it was on me. And mm-hmm. if there was, you know, I, I, I just kind of wanted, I had to do me. And yes. I'm very, yeah. I wouldn't say... I'm independent, mm-hmm. uh, and I I have a very strong mind. Yes, and I I just like to do things my way. Yeah. I know that might sound self centered, yeah. uh, but that's just that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, however, mm-hmm. um, as I've matured as mm-hmm. a business owner, you do have to develop relationships and partnerships mm-hmm. with you know other groups, or other mm-hmm. professionals, other people right. um, in terms of helping your business flourish. Mm-hmm. So. 
um, you know, that's something that I would highly recommend to, to students today mm-hmm. looking to become entrepreneurs mm-hmm. is, um, you know, figure out what your niche is going to be, yes, you know, yeah. figure out what your differentiation, mm-hmm. like the, what differentiates you right, as, a, right. as a health professional. Yeah, yeah. And uh, don't be afraid to partner in mm-hmm. whatever aspect that means to you, mm-hmm. whether it's in business mm-hmm. or having people you refer out to mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of have a network of mm-hmm. people. But mm-hmm. don't be afraid to share ideas and, mm-hmm. and, and partner with mm-hmm. others to, again, provide better service yeah. and, you know. It does. It does help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely does. Uh, and at the end of the day, it puts, puts the client in a better situation to receive yeah. better care. Right. Yeah. Right. No, totally. I think yeah. that makes sense. And there's so many things that you just said that I was thinking in my head. Oh, I want to expand on that. Yeah. And it's funny you talk about finding your niche because yeah. I think it is important to there needs to be some way that you can stand out over other businesses. Um, And I have a friend who did some sort of kind of business seminar this summer. And there was whoever the charismatic speaker was, was saying the riches are in the niches, which, you know, it's not necessarily (laughs) the way we say it, but uh, it was interesting. Um, So in terms of your independence, would you say that that's the thing you like best about working for yourself? Or is there something else that would even overarch that? Like what's the Uh, best part? I think, I think that's a driving factor Mm -hmm. behind it. I Mm -hmm. think me just being, an independent uh, person, mm-hmm. uh, but understanding what my limitations are. Right. Uh, okay. I think you need to understand your weaknesses, mm-hmm. and I think you need to surround yourself mm-hmm. by people who fulfill yeah. those areas that you're weak in. Right. And right. We talked about that with you know some different workshops we've yes, done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know it's it's uh, it's Im- it's important to figure out your niche. You can't mm-hmm. do everything. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not going to school and teaching mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. teaching a specific aspect of Mm -hmm. care, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. whether that be therapeutic exercise Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. um, to a specific group of people, you know, post-grad kinesiology students, and uh, I can relate to that group of people because I I am that group. I was that group. Right, right. Uh, So it's it's easy, and I'm motivated by Mm -hmm. it, and uh, I really want the students to be successful. Mm -hmm. And even here at my business, I want the clients to be successful. Mm -hmm. So here with our team... Uh, I do, it's something that I do. I think professional development is important mm-hmm. and I, I encourage uh, my staff to go out and, 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 and do get, whether it's a course or whatever mm-hmm. they want to do mm-hmm. and I will financially support them. Mm-hmm. Not fully, mm-hmm. but you know, if they want to cover half, I'll cover the other half. Okay. And, yeah. and, uh, I think it's important that mm-hmm. we grow mm-hmm. as health professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we again can, uh, provide uh, good, good care. Yeah. 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 But the niche, as you mentioned, is, is so crucial. Yeah. You know, you, you, you just can't do everything. You, you need all. to really yeah. find out what, you know, that thing that you do really well, really well. And, mm-hmm. and run with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when you were growing, yes. um, you know, obviously in terms of space yeah. was one piece to it. But you mentioned that you went from sole proprietorship to becoming incorporated. Yeah. So what was the motivation for that? Uh, to Basically just liability. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Liability. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you know, at first when I started, you know, again, I was at my dad's place, mm-hmm. as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So you know, had someone fall outside on mm, in the house and right. slipped and fall, they could sue me. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, practicing uh, at the time, kinesiology wasn't regulated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I actually I was a CSA member at the time. Yes. Um, so there are you know scopes of practice and guidelines that I have to follow. But at the end of the day, the liability was on me as an the individual. individual. Right. Okay. Uh, and now with a team of yes. people working yeah. under that umbrella mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know you really don't want that liability to be on you okay. i don't want someone to sue me and, yes. and you know take my house away yes. or my car right. you know i have yeah. children yes. <laughs> uh, so at some point i had to kind of grow up and mm-hmm. make a, a you know a big boy decision mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um 
I should say a big person decision. <laughs> For you, <laughs> and, uh, you can say a big person. <laughs> and um, and uh, become a corporation. Okay. And it's uh, it's it's one of the best things I've ever done. Okay. You know? okay. Uh, it, yeah. There's some expense involved yes. with that, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it uh, it just changes the way you do business. Right. Yeah. You know, um, you know, the business has to make money. If it's mm-hmm. not making money, mm-hmm. why are you in business? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's not like I'm turning people away right. um, if they can't afford our fees or right. rates or whatnot. Mm-hmm. We we make it work. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think the to answer your question simply mm-hmm. is uh, liability was yes. really the main factor. Okay. And as you grow, you have mm-hmm. to look at you know, the, the risks and benefits mm. associated with, uh, with doing business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in the vein of, you know, thinking that that was maybe one of the best things that you've done in, yeah. in the appropriate time frame. Yes. Um, today's PDC code word is energy as in that workout really boosted my energy. Use the word energy to claim your professional development credits on your portal. Is there anything, and, and I'll ask you, I'll come back to whether you, you sought mentorship from your counselor, if yeah. there was anyone else who was sort of an inspiration to you, yeah. um, but is there anything that you, looking back, feel you wish someone might have told you or you would have done differently um, that you just didn't expect when you came into the field of, of owning your own <laughs> yeah. business? There's a lot of hidden costs. Okay. There's a yeah. lot of hidden costs mm-hmm. that people just don't see. Okay. Such um, as, like just uh, for people who aren't familiar uh, insurance, yes. not just professional insurance, mm-hmm. but like insurance for your business itself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, fees in terms of uh, credit cards. Yes. I mean, that's stuff that people know about, mm-hmm. but there's just all these little costs that come up, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, 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 gas, hydro, right. uh, you know, you want to offer people, you know, to be able to watch TV right. or listen to music, right, you know, right. like even just playing music here at my facility. Mm-hmm. Like I, I actually have to pay rights to <laughs> yes. that, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. it's not huge no. but it's still a cost yeah yeah you know when all those um, things add up together yeah mm-hmm. so like marketing yourself uh, mm-hmm. before you know like back when i started like it was print a few flyers and mm-hmm. go around and put Distribute you know paper them. in people's box mailboxes okay. Okay. now it's that's you know not that's different. <laughs> it's yeah. So different yeah yeah you know so social media uh-huh. and uh you know uh, just trying to figure out how to you know market yourself yeah. in yeah. a in a way that is going to target a specific mm-hmm. um a specific uh, group of people. Right. Uh, so there's 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 a lot of costs involved, okay. yeah. you know, and uh, you might not explain that to you know the people that work for you. I mm-hmm. mean, they I'm not saying they don't care about that right. sort of stuff, but yeah, you do have to balance it. <laughs> yes, you do have yeah. to balance it. Yeah. You know? So speaking of balance, I think sometimes you know, as someone who's thought about potentially having some sort of business of their own, I'm talking about myself. Yeah. Uh, sometime in the future, right? Yeah. Um. I think a lot of people can get stuck in sort of that preparation stage where you just, you think, 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 plan, 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 never do. (laughs) So if you're thinking about um, getting to taking your first real action step, are there some bare minimum um, things you think you should have figured out, like getting your ducks in a line so that at least when you launch, you're not going to fall flat on your face? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I would say you need to have a a base, a client base. Okay. So you need to have a way that income's coming in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say 
don't start too big too right. soon. Right. Yeah. So if you're going to get a space, I would suggest mm-hmm. having a smaller space mm-hmm. or better yet, renting space somewhere yes. yeah. where your contract might not be five years, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps uh, just having an agreement over a year mm-hmm. uh, at a, whether it's a clinic or a gym or whatever facility it is yeah. where you just rent. Right. So, you know, you can step take a step back or mm-hmm. you can take a step forward because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you'll know when it's time to get somewhere larger yeah yeah um in addition to that uh partnering and i use that term wisely mm-hmm. partnering does not mean that you need to give a 50 percent of your business mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. partnering with someone where you can maybe work with them mm-hmm. or you know a person that you can refer to uh, a person that's within your network mm-hmm. uh that can really uh support your support you and mm-hmm. support the business uh, as a whole mm-hmm. um uh, in terms of the ultimate goal of providing better care for mm-hmm. the, for the client mm-hmm. uh but i think those those are the two or three main things i would say yeah. start small yeah have a good caseload mm-hmm. in terms of uh, clientele mm-hmm. that, that's going to bring in the the financial mm-hmm. part of it mm-hmm. and uh having a support network around you right yeah. yeah yeah and so when you talk about those things i notice that you know marketing right off the bat is not something that you need to have figured out may maybe that's because you've already started out with your your uh good question population. good yeah. question mm-hmm. i think marketing today especially for i wouldn't want to say millennials but mm-hmm. the younger generation it, it's almost like they have a better grasp on it in okay. terms of you know the social media aspect mm-hmm. now that could be a negative it could also be a mm-hmm. positive mm-hmm. um but i i do believe that your best marketing strategy mm-hmm. are your clients Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I I believe that word of mouth marketing is mm-hmm. probably the most uh, influential and most uh, uh, I wouldn't say steady, mm-hmm. most influential and most solid in terms of that client mm-hmm. coming to through the door mm-hmm. and staying with you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. your clients have already done all the legwork. Mm-hmm. They've already talked about Warren mm-hmm. or Fabian or mm-hmm. Fabio Life mm-hmm. and what they've done for them. Mm-hmm. So when, it's just basically them coming in and mm-hmm. kind of you know, doing at that point. Um, You asked about taking that next step and doing it. Yeah. I just, I think if you're an entrepreneur, you have to take a chance. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be risk, right? There's going to be risk. Mm -hmm. So you might fail. Mm -hmm. You might be successful and you're not going to know unless you take that risk. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. You know, so it's a hard thing. (laughs) Not Um, for the faint of heart. It's a hard hard thing. I toiled with it Mm -hmm. uh, as I sat on a beach and Mm -hmm. I came up with names and ideas Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, you know, I'm not going to say what I did is the only way, mm-hmm. but I started small in my dad's basement. Yeah. So I yeah. took 20 grand of mm-hmm. my own money mm-hmm. and I renovated it mm-hmm. and I created a little studio space mm-hmm. and a treatment room. Mm-hmm. And as it grew, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I think it's time. Mm-hmm. And then I had to bite the bullet and we did mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's one of the best decisions ever made. Right. You know, yeah. you kind of, you're not going home and your work and home is at the same place and yeah. nothing is wrong with that. Yes. Yeah. But at some point I, I just had to kind of move, yeah. move out. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. So from everything you've told me, it sounds like this was, this was sort of always the dream. Maybe not since you were five, yeah. but maybe it was. Yeah. Um, if you were... Well, let's not see if you weren't doing this right now, but is there anything else that you're kind of passionate about right now that maybe if you weren't doing this, you'd be you'd be following that? That's a great question. <laughs> I actually read that, read that earlier. Uh, you know, I, if I wasn't working in exercise uh-huh. science, mm-hmm. it sounds crazy. I yeah. don't post post person has changed <laughs> now, but uh-huh. I always wanted to be a mailman. I know okay. that sounds yeah. crazy because yeah. yeah. like. 
you'd walk and you'd uh-huh. be active, active and yeah. I was like that would be the best job yeah because yeah. I would be exercising all day as a part of my job yeah yeah um you know but yeah that. but that that's something that <laughs> I I just in the back of my head all wanted to do yeah uh mm-hmm. as you know I, I played some you know professional football mm-hmm. for a while and that as I said from five mm-hmm. that, that was, was my dream right right and I was you know fortunate enough to have that opportunity mm-hmm. but in the back of my head had my mom's voice saying don't put all your eggs in one <laughs> yes, basket yeah. and you know I I kind of used that to my advantage I mm-hmm. played in Toronto here mm-hmm. with the Argonauts mm-hmm. and because I played here and I started working with professional athletes mm-hmm. it was a lot easier to work with college athletes right. and university athletes yeah. and high school athletes yeah. so yeah. i kind of did the reverse right um yeah. but uh thoroughly enjoyed it yeah. and um you know you, you you talked about what else would i do mm-hmm. i i i really like what i do yes but yeah. it would yeah. be something within health Something with physical activity involved. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And clearly, you're not scared of dogs. If you wouldn't mind doing. <laughs> I am scared of dogs. <laughs> well, that might be. Yeah, an issue. I don't know. If that, would, that might be a negative. Yeah. I didn't think of that, but yeah. That's okay. You're here. You've got this job yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and then I understand that you're doing your master's as well. I right am. now. I am. So, so which um, program is that? If you can just tell me a little so bit. So I'm doing my master's in rehabilitation science. Yes. And that's through UBC. Right. And it's, it's distance uh, education. Yes, yeah, distance. Yeah. Yep. It's online. Yeah. Okay. Um. It was a struggle at the start, yes. you know, because I mean, you see, my schedule is pretty busy. <laughs> yes. So it was literally okay. My day is done now. It's ten mm. o'clock. All right, let's start to study. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. so that goes back to the work-life balance yes. thing. You know, yeah. I'm I'm up late. You uh, know, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, two two at night is kind of I would say let's call it one. Okay. No, let's say two. It's kind of the average <laughs> oh, uh, in terms of uh, just you got to. Yeah, there's only so many hours in the day. Right, right. Uh, so what I'm trying to do now is eliminate some things that I just need to eliminate to mm-hmm. open up more time. Right. And kind of prioritize prioritize a little <laughs> bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love what I'm studying. Okay. It, and what was the impetus for going after that master's, given that you're kind of, from an outsider perspective, yeah. it might look like you're sitting pretty, you kind of yeah. got it sorted. So what, what drove you to doing this? I just, I wanted to be more effective mm-hmm. uh in my role, not only as an instructor, mm-hmm. as a business owner, but um, just for myself in terms of professional development. Okay. I wanted mm-hmm. to be, remember I talked about finding your niche yes. and figuring yeah. out what you yeah. do and do it well. Right. I wanted to enhance that okay. even more. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I felt that this program was the right fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it spoke to the fact that, um, you know, I worked uh, with the exercise science students. Mm-hmm. It, it it came right back to my business and clinical rehabilitation to high performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of checked all the boxes, to be honest with you. And yeah. a lot of the work we're, 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 we're doing relates directly back to being a clinician mm-hmm. and uh, and teaching. Right. So it's it's a perfect fit. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a perfect fit. Well, I'm glad that worked out. Yeah, yeah it worked good. out. Yeah. yeah. So being up at two, although it's late <laughs> and it can be challenging, yeah. it's still fun. Right. Okay. It's still fun. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, you're probably one of the few people who might say that, but I'm yeah. glad to hear yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's fun. And there's a light at the end yeah. of the channel. Because yeah. I yeah. can tie it back to, every, like, you know, if I decide to do research, mm-hmm. like, I have this kind of idea right now uh, that I kind of want to do it, obviously, within through kinesiology and mm-hmm. exercise. Uh, but uh, it's it's something that's doable. Right. Where you know, five years ago, I wouldn't have thought about doing that. Yes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I now I'm I'm gaining the skills mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. able to do that, which yeah. uh, I'm, I'm excited about. Yeah, you're adding even more things into your toolbox, which yeah. is ever growing. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So when you 
going back to sort of the risk element, yeah. right? The risk element of starting a business. And I think that, you know, just in general, our, our society and our mindset, we're a little bit petrified of failure. Yes. Right. And, and in some cases, I think that failure is, it can be inevitable and it's really about what you learn from it and, and um, not being so scared that you're going to fail that you never even start. Yeah. So has there been anything along your path where you felt like, oh, that, that really didn't work out the way I wanted it to? Um, or has it been a bit more smooth? Obviously, I'm sure it's not, um, you know, like a nice paved walkway. But yeah. my first year teaching. Yes. Was mm-hmm. difficult. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaching wasn't something that I I went out and said I'm going to teach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something that kind of came to me. I was okay. uh, working on a committee mm-hmm. uh, with a colleague, and she just kept asking me, you know, would I be interested? Right. Would I be interested? And right. I actually kept saying no, <laughs> not in a nice way. <laughs> yes. You know, I just, yeah. I just, I was busy, right. and I was starting my business, mm-hmm. and it was very, very mm-hmm. busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, as I thought about it more and more, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So I did it, and um, you quickly learn, you know, your strengths right away, <laughs> uh-huh, and you, uh-huh. you identify your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So my first year, um, although fun was hard, right? Um, and but I learned from it, mm-hmm. and each year I learn, you know, ways to improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we're as health professionals, you know, we're always in the business of learning and yes, improving yeah, ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so I do feel that I've ha- I have a better grasp on it right. now. Okay. I feel that I'm able to identify the needs of students a mm-hmm. little bit better. Mm-hmm. I feel that um, I can just be myself. And mm-hmm. I think that's important mm-hmm. in education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, people will see yes. who you are yeah, yeah. and see, they'll just see that authenticity. Yeah, yeah. And I, I try not to make things up. If I don't know something, yes. I will let them know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something that you have to really be comfortable with mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yourself to mm-hmm. say that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, I've grown to, you know, to be more confident yes. in that, yeah. uh, in that aspect. Yeah. yeah. I think that's something that I also have recognized within the past couple of years. Yeah. And it, it does take some self-reflection. It takes, um, sort of self-assuredness as well of knowing that just because you don't know the answer to this does not make you a bad clinician. And I always think of actually um, Kristen Lingard, one of the other professors at Humber. I remember, uh, I specifically remember sometimes when people would ask her questions and she would take a deliberate pause and really sort of craft her answer. And and there were times when she said, I don't know. And I always respected that. So I think it's, I think that's an important piece. So if you had, if someone was going to come to you looking for guidance, you know, in, in any way, but particularly if they were looking for guidance on, on how to become an entrepreneur, um, I find that I think the way you go about asking for something like that is important. Um, Do you have any just, you know, quick like do's or don'ts? Like if someone was to approach you in a good way where you wanted to help them, how might that look compared to someone approaching you and you just didn't really like the way that they went about it? I think you have to understand that time is is important. Time's of the essence. Mm -hmm. It's very valuable. Mm -hmm. And you have to figure out a charismatic way Mm -hmm. that, that, shows who you are, but mm-hmm. at the same time respects that other person's yes. time. So yeah. it doesn't need to be 20 emails. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It could be one and mm-hmm. maybe a follow-up phone call. Right, right. Um, but um, I wouldn't suggest walking through that person's door mm-hmm. and, you know, saying, hey, I want to become an entrepreneur. You know, what do you think? <laughs> I think you need to kind of do your groundwork a yes. little bit. Yeah. And what I can say is 
the more research you can do on that individual yeah. before mm-hmm. showing up or before reaching out mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. uh, will only put you in a, in a positive yeah. light. Yeah. Uh, I find that um, business owners or myself, or, if someone has done their research and their mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and put it in beforehand, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll respect that because yeah. you're respecting their time too. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, they'll generally reach out and, mm-hmm. and do their due diligence to help mm-hmm. uh, and support you in, in mm-hmm. I wouldn't say whatever way, but in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so researching that individual uh, and respecting their time yeah. and not being too pushy, but mm-hmm. at the same time not being uh to standoffish yeah yeah you know I kind understand. of finding that kind of happy <laughs> fine line yeah that fine line <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. i mean you know as well as i do i mean you know you go to work you yeah. you got other you know things that you do afterwards yes. so your just time is so condensed yeah. so trying to figure out you know and people are getting emails inundated with oh, emails sure. you for know sure. so it's yeah. like what differentiates your email yeah. from someone else yeah. and yeah. it does come back to that differentiation factor yeah. you know yeah. so it, it's hard, but if mm-hmm. you're gonna look, if you're looking at becoming an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you need to be uh, very strong-minded. You have mm-hmm. to have a clear vision mm-hmm. of what you're trying to do. It doesn't mean it needs to be perfect right, right. away, mm-hmm. but you have to have. I would say putting a business plan together would yes. be useful. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking to other business people yeah. uh, would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Having some sort of skill set. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be, a, you know, a chartered accountant, but mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. some understanding of monies right. uh, would be helpful. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, getting. You know, feedback from other business owners would definitely be helpful. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think that what you were saying about, you know, someone doing their research or at least getting some background on you before they start in a way, you know, for lack of a better word, it's almost it's proof that they they're serious. Right. And so when it comes to valuing your time, you know, you you know that you're it's not going to be, again, terrible choice of words, but to a waste. Right. Like these persons actually they they really yeah have some uh integrity behind them so yeah yeah. and even going through that process Mm -hmm. of doing your research Mm -hmm. provides you with information it does and it's kind of like oh this is how they started okay i've done this exactly you know i could do that yeah yeah. you know i would do this a little bit differently Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean what what was successful for one person is going to be the same for the other it's it's not yes yeah Uh, but you need to understand you know what drives you what motivates you yeah i think if you can answer those questions uh and you know I don't want to get into the, the, the debate about, oh, this is my passion. I right. mean, it, it, that could be a part of it, too. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there's great entrepreneurs out there that are doing things that are not their passion. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, they're so, good at it. You know, they're good at it. You <laughs> yeah, know? I'm yeah. not really big into oil and gas. You yeah, know? I know yeah. the industry has changed in Canada, mm-hmm, but back in the day, that mm-hmm, was huge. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I, just, I just think you really got to be you. Yes, uh, you yeah. got to really authenticity and mm-hmm. having humility is mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think... At the end of the day, you know, our integrity mm-hmm. and being honest mm-hmm. is is so critical and people mm-hmm. will value and see that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it might not be the first thing. It might not come back to you right away. Mm-hmm. But over time. Oh, for sure. You know, it's something that someone might send you an email five, ten years later mm-hmm. and say, you know, thanks for yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. You know, I yeah. appreciate it. Exactly. And those little word words are so, so encouraging. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think... Any time that you do get to know anybody, whether it is, you know, a peer, a collaborator yeah. or a patient, yeah. it makes for such more meaningful discussion yeah. and engagement. And yeah. when time is of the essence, that's that's always much more important. Yeah. 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 And um, just one other thing that you reminded me of when you're talking about, you know, your role as an educator in the classroom. Yeah. I've also come to realize how anybody who's in the exercise profession um 
is going to have an education component of their job. Yes. Right. You were educating your clients all the time yeah. on healthy movements, healthy behaviors yeah. and all these things. Yeah. So it's funny how everything can just yeah. kind of come no, together. For sure. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. If you had unlimited budget, yes. this is the this is the big dreams question. Yes. And you could provide something to all Canadians yes. that would benefit their health. Yes. So you're putting on a politician hat now. Okay. <laughs> In yeah. a little bit. Yeah. What might that be? I think I know there's been so many education programs on exercise yes. and the importance of it. Yeah. Uh, but I think trying to f- find a relevant mm-hmm. uh, way to connect with the the population mm-hmm. of Canada mm-hmm. in terms of how important exercise mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. and somehow integrate CEPs, yeah. kinesiologists mm-hmm. into that uh, into that uh, program to yeah. deliver that. Right, right. I would like to put kinesiologists, exercise mm-hmm. scientists mm-hmm. on the forefront yeah. in terms of delivering yeah. uh, that program in right. terms of exercise. Yeah. And I just feel that it's going to help our yeah. society reduce our overall spending in mm-hmm. terms of budget yeah. uh, and improve the health of Canadians. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be my, that would be my number one thing. Love it. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank and um, that will, that'll do for today. I hope you enjoyed my interview today with Fabian Rain, the owner of Fab Your Life, Inc. I hope you got something out of it. And if you did, please subscribe to our podcast and rate it using whatever streaming service you're listening on. You can also share this podcast with friends, connect with us on social media or by email. If you have ideas for future episodes, topics you want to hear about, the contact links are in the show notes for each episode. Thank you so much again for listening and we'll see you next time.